Four rules of communication. We're not going to look at those tonight. But in our series on one another's in the Bible, this one falls under the love one another. As we said, love one another encompasses many things. And this be kind to one another would come under this aspect of loving one another. And in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. You notice he says, let all bitterness, and wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking, all of those things be put away from you. And replace it with being kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. It's interesting, the, the word that he used here in this passage for kind is only used a handful of times in the New Testament. It, it carries with it the, the, the essence of to make it better, to extend goodness, gracious, to furnish what is needed. It's translated in other verses, rather than kind, it's translated good, gracious, goodness, and better. So just to kind of give you an idea of, of what the word is involving here. But we may, we may think in our minds, okay, there's certain people that I'm willing to be kind to and there's others I'm not willing to be kind. So why, why be kind? Well, number one, to obey God. This is a command. Be ye kind one to another. So he commands us to be kind. Then we must obey God. Also, be kind to show that you are a child of God. This, as we're going to see, does not come naturally. True kindness that he's talking about. It is an evidence that there is something different about us, that we are a child of God. And to show God's love to others. We have freely received God's love. We are to freely give God's love. God extended kindness to us when we were completely undeserving, and we are to show God's love to others. And then, just fourthly, a reason why be kind, 
to lay up treasures in heaven. I mean, you think about it. Everything that is done on earth for God's honor and glory will be rewarded. Your labor is not in vain. A cup of cold water given in his name. Whatever it is. And so why should I be kind? To obey God, to show, give evidence that I am a child of God, to show God's love to others, and to lay up treasures in heaven. So we ask the question, okay, who am I to be kind to? Turn to Galatians, right in front of Ephesians is Galatians chapter 10. The same word is used here in Galatians 6.10. As ye have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men especially to them who are of the household of faith. So, it's not like, oh, I I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to be kind to someone that maybe God didn't want me to be kind to. No, he says, I want you to do good to all men. That makes it easy for us, doesn't it? To be kind to, to whoever we come in contact. To be kind to them. And secondly, then he narrows it down, and and not only narrows it down, but he makes it a priority, especially to them who are brothers and sisters in Christ, especially to your church family, especially to brothers and sisters here. Be kind to everybody, but make it a special focus to be kind to your fellow brothers and sisters. Then go back to Ephesians chapter 4 again. This is where it gets a little more sticky. Who are we tempted, verse 31, to be bitter at, to have wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking and malice? We're tempted to be that with people that are kind to us, right? No. We're tempted to be that to people that are are just jerks, people that are arrogant, people that have offended us, people that have taken advantage of us, people that have lied to us, people that have um, manipulated us. And we're prone to be bitter. And he says, the people that upset you, I want you to be kind to them. Now, this is where it gets a little more difficult, isn't it? And every one of you probably have someone that's already come to your mind that really, I'm supposed to be kind to them. You don't know what a jerk they are. I don't, and it doesn't matter if I do, but this is what God says. You're prone to be bitter at them. No. Put away all bitterness and be ye kind. You're prone to be angry with them. Be not overcome with evil, 
but overcome evil with good, Romans 12, 21 says. So, to all people, especially them who are of the household of faith, and in particular, when you are tempted to be bitter and angry and upset and irritable with them, put all that off and be kind. What does kindness look like? Kindness as God is envisioning here, gives people the benefit of the doubt. I can attach two different things to their actions. I can attach a a bad motive or a good motive. I don't know what their motive is, so I want to be kind, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm going to come down on mercy's side. I'm, I'm going to, in giving them the benefit of the doubt, I'm going to lean to the positive side. Because kindness thinks no evil. Kindness does not think evil. See, we are prone by nature to think evil. I bet they're doing that for this and this reason or whatever. Put away the evil thoughts that lead to the evil speaking that we talked about this morning. Put those away and kindness. How would I want someone to think of me? Kindness. Thinks no evil. It seeks to compliment, encourage, and build up. It seeks to compliment, encourage, and build up. It was kind of Karen to say, have you prayed about it? What happened? That built him up. Even a half-hearted prayer, well, Lord, help me find those glasses. Aren't you glad God answers our half-hearted prayers? Because if he didn't, he wouldn't answer many prayers at all. And I appreciated Don's honesty. I didn't pray it with all this gusto that God was going to answer it. But see, it's building up one another. It's, It's being kind to one another. It's complimenting one another. It's looking for ways to encourage one another. As we said, and, and you know, it, it's like we're, we're beating on the same drum every Sunday night and Sunday morning when you think about it. But it must be that God wants us to get this message and, and to realize that Look for ways to encourage. Who did you intentionally encourage this last week? If you have to go, um, um, change it this week. Intentionally encourage someone this week. Anyone. But especially those of the household of faith. And if you really want to set the bar high... Encourage, compliment, build up someone that's not treating you right. Who knows that you might shock them. They might die of a heart attack. 
Not that you really want them to die, but the reality is we get, I, I chuckled on, on the video we saw, the picture of self and the box, and you don't have a very big life if all you're living for is self. If we look for ways to encourage someone and, and build them up and, and compliment them, and, and then look for ways to do good. What can I do for them? What are practical, hands-on things that I could do? That if I was in that situation... See, some of the things you've experienced in life, are God never intended them just for you. He, he puts you through those so that when other people are going through similar things, you can say, man, when I was going through that, I wish someone would have done this. I'm going to go do that for them. Or maybe someone did this for me. I'm going to go do that for them. Or to pray, God, what today? Show me what I can do to be kind today. What I can do. Look for ways to do. Be doers of the word. And number five, kindness intercedes in prayer for them. This really isn't number five in condescending order. But to pray for them. God sees every time you lift someone before the Lord. And that's one of the kindest things that you can do. You're putting off your priorities and your needs and you're interceding on behalf of others. But the bottom line is we don't have the power to be kind as God intends us. So how do I get the power to be kind? Number one, realize you can't in and of yourself. How many of you already have had someone come to mind that you say, man, this is nigh unto impossible? Any of you have that? Raise your hand. Any of you? Well, now I have a whole bunch of people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean... Honestly, God is going to put, believe me, God is going to put people into your life to test these truths, and you are not going to want to be kind. I wish I could say, wow, we preach a message, and everybody's going to go out of here, and we're going to want to be kind. And, and we may want to be, but he'll put someone in that will say, you ain't getting this done on your own. And that's a good thing because we need to realize we can't do this on our own. And we need to ask God for wisdom and power. God, James 1.5, if any man lack wisdom, God, how do I respond to this person? How do I respond to this situation? I need wisdom and I need power. I cannot do this. I need the supernatural act of you in my life. I need your hand at work in my life. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do us. 
God, you have called me to be kind. I need your power. See, God loves to ask us to do what, you know, we say, God will never ask, ask you to do what you can't do. I understand what we're trying to say there, but he always asks us to do things we can't do in and of ourselves. He never asks us to do anything we can't do with him. But everything he asks us to do in and of ourselves, we can't do it. And that ought to bring us to a dependence upon God, to ask God for wisdom and power. And then to act in faith, okay? God, this is what you've asked. And, and to some of these things, God is going to show you what he wants you to do. And, and it's going to be, I don't know about this. Act in faith. That means take the steps of action dependent upon what God already said that he would do. That we act in faith. This is what God said that he would do. He said that he would empower me. He said he would direct me. He said that he would fill me. And then, for sure, expect nothing in return. Expect nothing in return. Your kindness will be turned against you. If, if you're a scorekeeper, well, I did this for them and this for them and this for them, and they've never done anything for me. You may think you're ahead three to one, but you're really behind 30 to nothing. You're doing it for the, all the wrong purpose. Expect nothing in return. And then give praise to God for the power that he gives you to do it. See, as we give ourselves to kindness, sometimes it will surprise us. Wow, I can't believe that I just did that. That is God. God, thank you. That is not me. It, I say this. It's almost like an out-of-body experience. You know that's not really you. You know that's God. It's not out-of-body, but it's like, I know what I wanted to say in the flesh. But I know what obeying God's Spirit just helped me to say or not say, thank you, Jesus. And the reality is, that must come about intentionally. God, today would you help me to be kind to whoever you bring across my path? Help me to put away bitterness and wrath and anger. And God will use that kindness to his honor and glory. The man's name was Fleming. He was a poor Scottish farmer. And one day, while trying to eke out a living for his family, he heard a cry for help coming from a nearby bog. 
He dropped his tools and ran as quick as he could. And there, mired in his waist, in black muck, was a terrified boy screaming and struggling to free himself. Farmer Fleming saved the lad from what could have been a slow, terrifying death. The next day, at Farmer Fleming's home, a fancy carriage pulled up to the Scotsman's parse surroundings. An elegantly dressed nobleman stepped out and introduced himself as the father of the boy Fleming had saved. And he said, I want to repay you. You saved my son's life. No, I can't accept payment for what I did. The farmer replied, completely waving off the offer and rejecting it. And as he did that, the farmer's son came to the door of the family cottage. Is that your son, the nobleman said? Yes, the farmer replied. I'll make you a deal, the nobleman said. Let me take him and give him a good education, and if that lad is anything like his father, he'll grow into a man that I know you will be proud of. And that they did. And that he did. In time, the farmer's son graduated from St. Mary's Hospital Medical School in London and went on to become the man who discovered penicillin. Someone once said, what goes around comes around. When you help someone else, you are bringing joy into your life also. Farmer Fleming saved a boy... That boy's father gave a gift to the farmer's son, who in turn gave a gift to the world. And here's where the story gets even better. Years afterward, the nobleman's son was stricken with pneumonia. The nobleman's son, who was in the bog that was rescued by Farmer Fleming, was stricken with pneumonia, and what saved him? Dr. Fleming's penicillin. But one more thing that you must know. The name of the nobleman whose son was stuck in the muck was Lord Randall Churchill and his son, the one who was saved by the farmer, was none other than Sir Winston Churchill. Incredible, right? You have no idea what an act of kindness may do. You don't do it to become an illustration throughout history. You do it because it's commanded by God, and God is daily, daily loading us with kindness. Every time you sit down to eat a meal, that's the kindness of God. And then we think we want that kindness of God, and we think I'm not going to be kind to them. 
You mean the guy that pulls out in front? I'm going to be driving in California, okay? The guy that pulls off out in front of you or honks the horn behind you because you're one-tenth of a second, you don't hit it like NASCAR, you know what I mean? Or the one that's going so slow in front of you and not letting you by or whatever. All the kindness that God gives. I mean, every morning to sit down and eat a breakfast, that's the kindness of God. To to be able to have eyes that see and ears that kind of hear, that's the kindness of God. All these things... And why wouldn't we be kind? Why wouldn't we show we are a child of the king? We are a child of the kind master. I want to manifest that. So this week, intentionally be kind. Intentionally look for ways to encourage and compliment and build up. There are encouragement cards in the, in the foyer. Take one and write it to someone and, and see what God does as you obey Him. Be ye kind one to another. Not just to the people kind to us. Even the heathen do that but to be kind to those that are irritating and arrogant and despicable because we have been all those things to God. Be ye kind one to another. Now, a kind thing tonight as we close our service and we pray for our nation would be to be kind and pray for our nation. That'd be a good thing to do, wouldn't it? So that everybody's not sitting there, who's going to pray next? It's sure quiet in here. Listen, we've got a whole community in Texas that desperately needs our prayers. We've got a president in Asia, a hot spot in the world, that there he needs wisdom from above. We've got... Um, legislators that in our nation are making very, very important decisions that are going to affect every aspect of your life, not only in the political realm, but there are hurting people everywhere. And one of the things that we can do is to intercede in prayer for them. So I'll begin praying You raise your hand while I'm praying, and they'll get you the microphone so that you're ready to pray right when when I'm done. Lord, I ask tonight that you would bring a revival of genuine biblical kindness in my heart, in our hearts, and among believers in our nation that would show a difference that we don't respond in kind in in like manner as people respond to us but that we respond in kindness in biblical character and love
And Lord, I pray that our lives would touch others' lives and point them to you. Lord, the only thing that is going to help our nation is when people turn to righteousness, turn to you. And I pray that we may be instruments to that end for your glory as we look only to you. Lord, only your power can empower us to be kind to one another. So we ask for your mercies in this area tonight. 